As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Clippers-Nets was the game of the year. Fred Van Vliet had the game of his life. And did I say Clippers-Nets was the game of the year? Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Wednesday, February 3rd. Clippers Nets did not disappoint. I have the expectation that these two teams can be in the NBA Finals. And that's what I wanted to see out of this game. I wanted to see great ball being played because we don't want to see the Lakers just walk to another championship. That's no fun. And the Clippers so far have proven that they are a different team than last year when there was just a lot of isolation relying on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're relying on other guys more. Ty Lue hasn't played team ball. They were great in this one. And on the other side, we have questions about the Brooklyn Nets. Can this trio play defense? Is the chemistry going to work? Well, this game was special. First three and a half quarters, going back and forth, both sides, looking real good. But it was this run in the middle of the fourth that was so special for the Brooklyn Nets. It feels like they're the only team that can go on this type of run that really put the game away for them. I'll take you through it. Midway through the fourth, the Clippers are up five points. Brooklyn Nets come down, they get Kevin Durant in a bit of an isolation, sort of like what he used to do with Russell Westbrook. Hey, I'll just kind of post up way away from the bucket. Just give me the freaking ball like he always does. Uh, And he can get a shot absolutely anywhere. The camera was behind him as he floated to the baseline. He saw the guide hand kind of come off the ball. He hits the shot. Nobody can stop that thing. It's down to two or down to three points, I should say. Kyrie Irving comes down, just steps into a three tie game. Kyrie Irving comes down again, kind of in a semi-transition. He gets a Euro step going, reverse, layup, good. Timeout. We need a timeout here, the Clippers say. Out of the timeout. Kyrie steps into another three. Bang! And it's James Harden on the other side. He hits a three. It's a 13-0 run. They go from down five to up eight. Don't tell Kevin Durant, but it felt like a Warriors heyday run where they could just score and score and score and score. And again, I don't think there's another trio that can do this in the NBA. That run, that was art. I'm a little reluctant to call the NBA art sometimes, but that's what it was. I know Kyrie likes it. Kyrie likes saying that. Maybe it was fitting they were wearing the Jean-Michel Basquiat jerseys. And not all art is for everybody. My wife, Danielle, was sitting beside me. She looked up and said, oh, I cannot stand this monochromatic grayscale black and white court. 
No, she didn't say it that way, but I understand the nets aren't for everybody. This, hey, your turn, my turn thing that they got going on. I get it, but it's glorious for me. I love it. I love watching them take turns. KD, go ahead. Harden, go ahead. Kyrie, this is your night. And speaking of that, Kyrie took all the shots that he wanted in this game. And some would look at the box score and say, oh, they're not going to win like that. 23 shots for him while Kevin Durant only had 13. Feels a little bit like Westbrook and Durant back in the OKC days. But I think the chemistry, which is a fair question for doubters amongst the the Nets trio there, I think it's good. I think they like each other. I think they truly do. And I think Harden has no problem allowing Irving and Durant to go off. I think he's going to really, really enjoy this run here where he doesn't have to create absolutely everything. So yeah, Irving... 39 points on 23 shots. Durant, 28 points on only 13 shots. And Harden, he only took 15 shots and had 23 points. I think the chemistry so far is is jiving between those three guys. The problem with the Nets is that they play both up to their competition and down to their competition. As the man, John Schumann, wrote after the game, Brooklyn is now 9-3 against the teams that are currently 500 or better and only 4-6 against the teams that are below 500. That's the thing about the Nets. They're both going to step down to their competition. And that may come back to bite them in the ass, but they will also step up when they know that there's a good team on the other side of the floor. They're going to work their butts off. Like you saw James Harden in the fourth quarter. The man is not a defensive stopper, but he was moving his feet as fast as he possibly could laterally and getting in the way of physical players like Kawhi Leonard. That's James Harden's strength. And you might see more of that. James Harden guarding big guys because he is so good at that. He was getting physical with Kawhi Leonard. And they do need to overcome their lack of size at the center spot. And that's why I think they're pretty content uh, with the idea of facing the Clippers in the finals rather than facing Anthony Davis and the and the Lakers, who they don't have an answer for. And you heard Kyrie Irving after the game. This is how confident they are talk about potentially facing the Clippers in the finals. He said, quote, we know they're in contention to meet us down the line. So we wanted to make an impression. They're in contention to meet us. They haven't even done anything yet. The Nets have done zip zilch zero, but they're in contention to meet us down the line. You gotta love the overconfidence. I absolutely adore it. The Clippers had a really good offensive night. Their big three combined for 80 points. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Nick Batum. 80 points. Very, very good and should get a victory. But they were upped by the Nets' big three that had 88 points. They were unstoppable from all spots on the floor. What can you do when they're banging home threes that way? And one note about Kyrie Irving. Us basketball nerds don't necessarily talk about him being a great three-point shooter. It's kind of surprising when you look at his numbers. He is a great three-point shooter throughout his career. Four of his nine seasons, he's above 40%. His career average is 39%. This year, it's a career high of nearly 45%. What a glorious game. What's also glorious is when an undrafted player bets on himself and he cashes in. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. Not only is he the highest paid undrafted player ever, he has now scored the most points ever in a single game for an undrafted player. Fred Van Vliet had 54 against the Orlando Magic on Tuesday. What a story. Who knew if he was going to be an NBA player, undrafted out of college, goes from the G League to a bench player, to a starter, to getting paid, to now 54 big ones. And he was still cool about it after the game. 
Yeah, obviously didn't break a sweat out there. That's Fred Van Vliet in a nutshell. I do like when he was asked about, you know, how he felt, how the game progressed, how he got into that zone. He said, quote, there were like levels to it. You know, it's 2020, 2021 when somebody says there are levels to this thing, man. Fred Van Vliet, he was on another level. He hit five threes in the first quarter ended with 11 threes overall and it was a nice little balance for him it wasn't just like one hot quarter he had 17 in the first 11 in the second 18 in the third and only eight in the fourth it was a bit of a blowout so he had to sit the last few minutes unfortunately couldn't get to the that 60 spot but it was almost a perfect night 11 of 14 from three-point land 17 of 23 overall three steals and three blocks after the game, Fred talked about how DeMar DeRozan, former Raptor and former franchise leader for most points in a single game, would hit Fred up when Van Vliet had a good game, when Van Vliet had 30 or 32 or 34, and say something like, come on, Fred, come get my 52-point record. Well, move over, DeMar DeRozan. Move over, Vince Carter. Move over, Terrence Ross. Yes, all three of those guys had 50-plus point games for the Raptors. But Fred Van Vliet has topped them all with 54. Congrats to Fred. Now, there were four other games in the association, but I'm sorry, they're not going to get a lot of talk time. Jason Tatum and the Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors despite Steph being hot. Steph Curry had 38, but couldn't get enough from his teammates. They missed rookie James Wiseman, who's out for several games with a wrist injury. And they also lost Kevon Looney in this game with an ankle injury. Hopefully that one's not too serious. They need all the bodies they can get. On the other side, Jason Tatum had 27 in the win. Portland, Washington. The Wizards shot 55%. And they still lost. Why? They turned it over too much, allowed too many offensive rebounds. They fouled too much, allowed too many threes. Basically, the recipe for a loss. The Wizards have done that plenty this season. Bradley Beal had 37 for them, while Damian Lillard had 32 in the win. The Utah Jazz got up 28 points on the Detroit Pistons. And they held off a flurry from Detroit late. It's their ninth straight win at home, and with the Clippers' loss, the Jazz have jumped into the one seed in the Western Conference and have the best overall record in the NBA. The Indiana Pacers snapped the Grizzlies' seven-game win streak, and the first player and rookies of the month have been announced. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, players of the month, and the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton, and the Hornets, LaMelo Ball, are rookies of the month. That's it for me. I'll be back tomorrow to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks episode today here on Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow.